Hello and welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia's podcast. I'm Rhiannon and each week I'll be interviewing women worth listening to and getting them to pass on the six best pieces of advice they've ever been given and the worst piece too. Thank you so much for joining us for our eighth episode. Our guest this week is broadcaster, author and columnist Gemma Kearney. Gemma's used to giving good advice. She presented the surgery show on Radio 1 for years and in 2017 released her first book called Open, a toolkit for how magic and messed up life can be. She came to the Grazia offices a few weeks ago to share the advice she has been given over the years and gave us loads of ideas to help build up what she brilliantly calls her emotional armour. So, over to Gemma. here with the lovely Gemma Kearney. Hi Gemma. Hello. How are you today? I'm in a really good mood. I'm pretty much giddy to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. Good. It's a good, it's a good day. Yeah the purple tights are giving that to me as well. <laughs> it's true if you dress like a clown you make yourself laugh. Oh we've already given advice and we haven't even started. Thanks for that. Okay so you're here to give us your best advice. You're great at this stuff obviously you've got a history of um, helping people out and giving people good advice. So we're really looking forward to uh, digging into this with you. So it's be your six pe- best piece of advice you've been given and the one worst um so i think let's dig straight in so first piece of advice uh you've said keep your head up which you know that's key isn't it and that's quite simple but hard to do sometimes tell me about that it is so simple and i love that i think the best advice is kind of short and easy to understand and keep your head up is from an ex who i no longer speak to who didn't turn out to be a very nice person but you got to take the best of these things (laughs) (laughs) and i do remember i was in my early 20s maybe even my late teens i was young but i was also an adult in some ways and i was out there in the world and I, i think you know, there's there's lots of different barriers that you come across just being a, a human and, and experiencing growing pains. But I would say it's quite specific if you've grown up in a quite uh, kind of dramatic household, mm-hmm. um, if you've been through any type of strife, like being a girl makes it different, being a woman of colour makes it different all together again. So like, you know... Mm-hmm. I was this hodgepodge of, of feelings. Even though I'm an eternal optimist, I did sometimes feel like I was lacking in self-confidence. Mm. And there wasn't the discussion that we have today. We didn't talk about lack of confidence. We didn't talk about self-esteem. We didn't talk about mental health. We just sort of got on with things, which kind of made me the optimist that I am. But I do remember like feeling like I didn't know where I belonged in the world. Mm. And he just said, he's, he had a Manchester accent. He's just like, keep your head up, Jim. And I was just like, what do you mean? He's like, just like, he's like, you're amazing. Just make sure no matter what, even if you are feeling down or you're facing adversity, like you deserve to be here. You have a place in the world regardless and keep your head up. And I, and I, and I've heard it in my head many times since, because there are times where you just think, oh God, I'm not supposed to be here, but just Mm -hmm. lift that head back up because everyone is supposed to be here. Yeah. And I think uh, the irony of course always is that, the moments when you need to lift your head highest is sometimes the last time you want to do it. You're thinking, I don't know if I can do this. And and so it's important to remind you of those kind of things. Definitely. And you get such a kick out of kind of forcing yourself in a way sometimes. Mm. I think when it's something that comes natural to you, you don't necessarily realise it. But those days where your head is dropping and you just yeah. pick it back up and you get through it. I always call it like um, 
an extra bit of emotional armor mm. that you can add it to your sort of challenges that you've overcome and it can help you because that feeling will come again but you remember the time that you managed to keep your head up mm. yeah absolutely and sometimes it's about faking it till you make it isn't it like just keeping it I mean, who's made it? Yeah. If, they, if they've told you they are, they're lying. That's like, true. There's yeah. like, you might get a little like peak, but they're, they're, there's always troughs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's just the fun of it. Yeah. And um, I love your next piece of advice because it kind of feeds into that as well. What you were saying about, you know, it's only recently that we've started really being open and honest about our emotions and our mental health. And that's your second piece of advice, which is just to be open and honest be open absolutely I wrote a book it's two years ago now and when I was thinking about what it actually was because I've got quite a busy mind I had loads of different ideas Mm. I was like what is the sentiment of this book and it ended up being called open Mm. and open is just such a lovely word and it can be applied to so many positive things so like open your heart yeah open your mind and uh and I I like to be an open person. I open up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have that and you know how to achieve like that quality with regards to just when stuff is getting you down or you feel like something's unfair, mm-hmm. I think it's a really good thing to try and be open. Like I come from a complicated family, like many people listening, I'm sure, like do. And one thing that I really credit my mum for and there's many reasons why I credit her. Like she's strong, she's tenacious and she's clever. But I will always say, and I always have said, even from a child, that the fact that she was open with me about any of the kind of stickier subject matters in our family, the messier stuff, f- from a, a small child, I knew it all. So mm. I never like had to realise like all this stuff and be like bashed over the head with like some home truths. So it was just a part of our lifestyle. And I think, and I really would... I really recommend that to people, just Mm. to be open with people close to them and be open to themselves and to keep an open heart and mind. And it's it's an easier way to live because I feel like we stifle and suppress quite a lot. Do you think it's always easier? I mean, sometimes it's a bit easier just to you know go around the truth sometimes you don't want to have those difficult conversations it's not always easy but it's easier in terms of your heart like how Mm. it feels like emotionally and that's in in my case in my my life I like to to let people know like what's going on and it could be a positive thing it's like it's really good to have an open mind like it kind of keeps you on your toes and you know it makes me a traveler I travel the world and I and I like meeting new people that's because I have an open mind um I don't discriminate of any walk of life and I don't condemn like many people like you know and that's because I have an open an open heart and I and I and I do think yeah of course like of course it's so hard to to be completely true to ourselves and it's so hard to talk about things that are really really hard mm. but it's nearly always worth it I find I find as long as you consider the way that you're kind of executing it or yeah. the way that you're talking about things, I think, you know, it, it's within human nature for us to have empathy and to care and to, and it feels better out than in. Yeah. And have you found traveling, different cultures have different approaches, don't they, to honesty and openness? Have you found, how do you think we rank in Britain? (laughs) (laughs) Not very good, to be honest. Um, You know, it is true what they say about the British stiff upper lip. Mm -hmm. And 
this kind of sort of strange Western perfectionism that a lot of the Western world does, I think yeah. is slightly terrifying. And a lot of it is to do with making money. You know, I feel like we could buy ourselves out of anything, can't we really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'd be fine. Uh, we could buy ourselves an Instagramable wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is fun. Mm. Like I like nice things and I, and I, and I, you know, I think I, I like my environment, but at the same time, like, when you go to different countries in Africa and you mm. see um, people making music and everybody's dancing and I don't want to stereotype because like Africa is a complex and like yeah. culturally rich um, continent but I was just in Accra in Ghana in West Africa and it was the beast from the east here in the UK mm. so I was being sent pictures of my doorstep covered in snow and I'd got on a plane for six hours on a direct flight and was in 30 degree heat in the most kind of vibrant, colourful, super fun, super progressive. There's an amazing spoken word scene out there. Like I went to a radio station, which is like the biggest youth radio station there, like the equivalent of Radio One, you know, that I know here. And it was just so cool. And I was just, and everybody was really like, be and expressive and mm. um yeah I, I like to be in, in warm places where i can see lots of life and lots of color and and i i think we could do a bit more of that yeah i'd like some more of that at least yeah. the warmth and at the least the warmth but <laughs> you know just even though people interact it's like yeah. more physical everything's a bit more bustly mm. it's kind of you live like an I felt like there was like this sense of like moment by moment rather than overanalyzing, which I think we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the third note you have here, you're going to tell us about something that happened to you and how that kind of kind of was a lesson to you. Oh, I love this one. It's more like an anecdote. It was a little moment. I like to be bold and experiment. And, and actually, I visit a lot of schools now with the book with Open. I've been on lots of different book tours and stuff and like a lot of the time like teenagers are like how are you so confident which I find kind of a bizarre question because I don't always feel confident but I do have a, a big kind of sense of humor when it comes to life like I find life like quite funny and very fun so I do stupid things like wear blue lipstick to an award ceremony okay. <laughs> and was feeling quite self-conscious about that because I was suddenly in a room um at the Sony Awards which are no longer but they're kind of like the radio Oscars yeah. and I was wearing bright blue smurf blue lipstick <laughs> okay. that I got done um like in the Mac shop mm -hmm. and Beyonce had come out of a video that where she'd been wearing blue lipstick and I was like, I'm gonna give it a go and they convinced me that it looked normal. <laughs> and and it was kind of a few years before there, so there's been a bit more of a phenomenon of colourful lipstick since, but it was mm -hmm. quite a few years ago. And I just felt like a bit of an idiot. And I, I went with Trevor Nelson, who was my co-host at the time, and he was just like, Gem, like, you look mad. No. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God. And then I went into a very male-dominated room at the Dorchester Hotel, which is super fancy, like chandeliers and champagne, and everybody was dressed in black tie. And, like, everybody was just kind of looking at me like I was some sort of, like, blue-kissing alien. Like, um, and, uh, like... Yeah, I, I, I felt a bit like, oh, for goodness sake, maybe I shouldn't have taken this, I, I should have, like this bold risk, like, why didn't I just stick to the classic red? And then across from me on a table, one of the only other women in the room who also coincidentally was the the, the coolest person in the world, Lauren Levine, yeah. like looked at me and I'd only worked with her like once, I didn't know her that well. And she just mouthed at me like, I love your lipstick. 
<laughs> and like in a super like woman to woman like fierce like yes mate mm. and um I suddenly just like felt a bit more kind of RuPaul about the situation and was sashaying around the room and felt cool because if you get the seal of approval from Lala like you are sorted <laughs> um so that was just a beautiful moment just yeah. like I guess the advice would be to pass on the compliments and to even if it means like mouthing across a table and to just make other people feel good and she's always done that since like we've become really good friends and she's so generous with her kindness and advice and just kind of like big ups like she's wicked and I think that, that that's something that we can all learn is just like do turn around at the wedding and mouth across to somebody and say like I love your dress or go up to someone at the bus stop if you like their shoes and tell them that you love them because it's a nice thing to do and like people appreciate it yeah absolutely I feel like we're coming to that more as women recently and it's that realization I think that uh being nice to other women and giving compliments and helping people out doesn't take anything away from you and it's actually important to put out there what you would like to receive back as well it actually adds to your day it actually adds to the warmth that you feel if you mm. radiate positivity like you get it back and I get a kick out of telling people that I like their stuff because I'll only say it if I really do yeah. you know and um yeah it's super nice to compliment people I, I feel like we're so we're in such a judgy time like mm. I think it must have something to do with social media and just this judginess of like oh I like that and don't like that and we're like mm, have you heard or this is you know the way that we should be achieving or this is this equals success or this is the way we should look or be and I just think you sometimes have to physically shake that off and mm. just like live in the moment and look around you and see what actually like kind of gets you going like rather than just on a screen yeah because obviously you being the position you are you know uh, normal women will have it day to day where they feel a bit attacked but you're out there you're on social media you're going to award ceremonies all these awful best and worst dress lists and things that happen <laughs> I mean how do you keep that under control and like you know not worry about that well I mentioned it already like I've got a sense of humor mm. you could tell by the way I actually dress that like I like to have fun and um so I find it mostly funny. I think it's always really interesting if someone's going to diss like what I'm wearing. Firstly, because I find it so kind of non-important in the world. So I find that interesting that it's such a fascination. Mm. Um, and also just to see like how someone will diss me. Like I remember um, I was wearing a green velvet dress and somebody said that it was the color of mildew. Right. And I thought that was quite creative. So I quite liked that. And then another time I was wearing um, a velvet suit, which had like a, a smoking jacket style mm. for the jacket part. And um, somebody, a, a, a reporter had said, put me in a worst dress list and said, she's wearing a smoking jacket and it wasn't even a diss it wasn't it was just a statement <laughs> I was just like yes I am like, yeah but like why is that so bad like Compliments on I'm your not eyes. smoking in it I'm just wearing an old school classic garment yeah like there was no creativity or flair in the diss so mm. as far as I'm concerned as long as it, like it's got a bit of oomph then I don't mind I'll find that pretty funny and yeah. um it really de depends on like where I'm at in life like it depends on the time of the month it depends on like whether I'm feeling like confident in my like circle of mates whether I'm like heartbroken whether I've been swimming a lot or like whether I've been partying too much like that's mm. you know that will kind of um uh, like that will change how I feel if someone out there is going to try and throw daggers but 
mostly I kind of know how to protect myself and mm. hang out with people that I love and like I live by the sea and I jump in it and I swim and then nothing like what well, doesn't matter what you're wearing you're swimming in a freezing cold sea does it <laughs> just you go to I go to yoga in like a hot dark room and feel like I'm in the womb I just don't I'm a hippie like I don't actually care yeah. yes I like to look nice yeah I like being sexy sometimes yeah I like to have fun and all this glitz and stuff is really fun it's like it's so, it's so fake that it's like a sort of mm -hmm. it's a playground but it's not me yeah absolutely um your fourth piece of advice I'm really into and I think it's really important uh knowing that you're not the only person not just one person can save the world oh unfortunately not <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if one person could save the world then they yeah. would have done it by now we would have right? just let them at it yeah, yeah. like come on yeah. <laughs> even Oprah yeah. who is pretty close to being able to maybe mm. um, uh, yeah I just think we do this kind of like fearful idolization of certain people on this planet mm. and really if we want to change certain things within it it's about togetherness mm -hmm. and um it's about you know organizations collectives people community mm -hmm. and uh, i just don't think that one person has all the answers because we are very complex like we are tonal mm -hmm. we can be happy sad we can be wrong we can be right we can change our minds that's actually allowed even if we posted it on our facebook yeah. um it, we, you know we we are so many different things. We can be confident and f we can be angry and then really happy. Like, so therefore, the fact that we're so many different things, I just don't think that, that, that one person knows exactly how to completely conquer everything. And I think um, that we just need to like not focus too much attention, particularly in this idea of like wellness and lifestyle mm -hmm. as an example, on one particular guru or one particular method when it's very much individual to us as to how we respond to certain things. Nobody has got the answer like to the perfect life. Mm. Um, and I just think it's really important that we know that. Because mm. again, I think it's just buying into this quite strange simmering pot of, of, of us just kind of spending money. If we just think that like, one person's like the God of all, then we'll buy everything that they say. And I, I think maybe I like my bookshelf to be varied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you turn? Who do you turn to? Who do you think is? I mean, you mentioned Oprah. Yeah, I I saw Oprah talk um, just a couple of weeks ago, and it was very special. And she was, she was just beautiful, you know. Like she had such a presence and spoke so beautifully about mm. finding your inner light. And in some ways, it was very spiritual, which I thought was cool. Um, but yeah she's great I love lots of women I love my best friend Beth mm. I run a company with her we run a production company and she is the cleverest person I know she's so smart she's so honest I've never had my brain fed by anybody so regularly in a way that she makes me think and that she makes me feel like I like I get more knowledge from just hanging out with her mm. so that's amazing um yeah, there's so many people, uh, and I and I try to keep my eyes open to women of history. Mm. I love to like go into a wormhole. If we're gonna go into wormholes online, I 
I really like it to be like looking at pictures of old female punks and yeah. just looking at polystyrene black and white photos as so she was a, a punk singer um, from the 70s. And I, at the time that I found her, I was wearing a brace and uh, she, there was all these like really intense, brilliant pictures of her, like ripping it apart on stage with the brace. This mixed race girl who felt like an odd one out and just like ran away from home age 16 and just traveled the country making really intense music. I mean, there's not loads of that that I would love to do, but there was something about that kind of mm. rebellious spirit. And also she had a brace. I was like, she's my brace inspiration. <laughs> you know, there's just so many incredible, incredible, particularly women. There's people, there's brilliant people. Mm. But like, I, I love to research like women of history. Yeah. I think it's really freeing as well to feel like there's not one person that can solve all your problems because it's it's kind of about dropping that ego and also you know it's also a responsibility sometimes we feel like we're the only people that can solve things naturally you know it's not always just you who's the answer is it it's just it's just not true and I think we place too much on everything I like I have a life that's peppered with different things mm -hmm. that I need as and when like to help me out like I've done therapy I do yoga I have really tight good best mates of all sorts that do different things I go to for different things I I know where I love to travel in the world if I need some chill like it's just it could be a mixture mm -hmm. of everything and that that is so personal to one person you know like that you have to go on that discovery yourself and it's definitely not just going to be your best mate or just your mum like it's a lot of pressure to put on someone yeah yeah absolutely or even just the therapist or yeah. you know it's like it's a mixture it's like I always say that we're smoothies made up of different ingredients and like it, that's the kind of metaphor for life as well like we just need different things at different points yeah yeah absolutely and um I love your fifth piece of advice because I, I it's just so hard to remember sometimes but we kind of feel like we all know it but I don't think any of us live by it money can't buy happiness it can buy some good stuff yeah it can <laughs> especially these days you're like oh yeah I like that that can help it can buy mm. a leopard print dress, you mm. know, that makes me happy for a, a, a moment of time. Mm. But I think sometimes it's also like tracing that, like thinking about where you buy the leopard print dress. Is it from an independent designer that you've been watching for ages on Instagram and mm. you know that not many people are going to have it, you know? Mm. Um is it because it's your birthday party and you're gonna <laughs> see all your mates and you spent ages organizing like the most cool shindig? Yeah. Um, so I just think we just think we need to think about that, like how we spend money and we I think we can get obsessed with it. Mm. You know, we live in like fast times. Like supposedly, as soon as we get a mortgage, like everything will be brilliant. Like. Mm you'll have a house and like maybe your tie or something and you can put it up on Instagram. Yeah. Like, and that's like a moment, like it's been proved that you get a dopamine hit in the brain when you get a like on Instagram. But in terms of like, does it actually make you happy? Like, I don't think that money can buy it. I think it's about the people that you surround yourself in, like the values that you have. And I was actually joking with my dad on the phone earlier, he was telling me he's got a really bad cold. And, um, I was just like trying to be kind and I was worried about him and I was telling him like different things that he could do. And I was like, have you steamed your throat? And he's like, oh, I haven't done that. I've, oh, yeah, I've done that before though in the past. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like, okay, so I might as well, it was free. And I was like, you'll find that most <laughs> things that work and that are good actually are, just yeah. nobody tells you. And then we cracked up for like 10 minutes and it's just like, 
kind of true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's just, you know, we all think that we'd like to live that way, but it's it's hard, isn't it? When, especially I think it's competitive, it's about competitiveness and you see, you think, oh, money doesn't make me happy. And then you're like, oh, but that person's got that and I want that. You know? It's so within our nature. It's literally as animals, like mm. within human nature, we are naturally competitive and we do like nice things. Mm. Again, that is like very like part of our society, isn't it? So it's normal. Um, but it's just every now and then like thinking about your values and mm. like for me, and it's like how you prioritize the money that you do have. And that's yeah. regardless of the amount. Like, what do you do when you do have that pocket money? Like, yeah. you know, that's what I kind of <laughs> see it as. Like, that still reminds me of getting like a five of pocket mm. money. And that could, you know, maybe I could do a DJ gig and I get paid okay, but what do I do with it? Yeah. And and my priorities will be different to maybe some of my peers mm-hmm. that earn maybe the same or more or less. And theirs might be to put it into the house or to save or whatever. And like, I'm much more spontaneous and my priority is to make sure people have a good time around me. Um, it's to travel. Mm. Um, it's to make my like my life like enhanced and and not be too fretty and take it too seriously. But it is each to their own because it's a lot. It's a lot to do with like how you're brought up and mm. stuff. But I just do think if it, if we could if we could all have like this idea that it doesn't. Act actually buy you happiness I can buy you some really cool things mm-hmm. and it is good to work hard and get some and do whatever you want with it do whatever if you want to save it do that I'm in awe of you but I just think <laughs> as long as you know that it can't actually buy you happiness I think that's a good start yeah and your final piece of advice <laughs> dancing yes <laughs> This one again is just so short. I know I love to chat, but it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the wise words of Sheik, let's dance. That is mm. it. If all else fails, just boogie. It's that simple. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the joy that you get when you're with your friends and you're dancing and like you just don't care about anything else. There's nothing like it, is there? It's my favourite thing to do. Mm. It really is. I don't even know like why. I know that there must be some scientific reason, but... I don't think we dance enough. Like mm. our culture, like even of rest time is like Netflix yeah. or foodie culture. Again, yes, yes. <laughs> but like, let's like go on Pinterest and mm. type in Studio 54 and you'll see that disco was a way of life. It was more than a disco ball. Like yeah. I am for it. <laughs> I believe that that is genuinely good advice. Um, <laughs> best songs to get you on the dance floor. Um, I can't. You can't go wrong with a bit of disco and no. me. Um, oh, and some old school garage because mm. that's just like my very age. much with you there. Yeah, sweet yeah. female attitude, flowers every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you must know is it is so gratifying when you put that song on that gets everybody else up dancing. That's the second feeling from dancing yourself. I think yeah. it's true. I uh, I DJed at my birthday party the other night. I had a pub disco. And oh, the sound stuff, like I'm technically I'm rubbish in terms of like setting up all the equipment and stuff. And it was a really old school falling apart pub and there was nothing in there. So I was in there from 11 in the morning trying to do this setup, and <laughs> it was just so ridiculous. And like, 
so then when it finally came for me DJing, I was like, oh, it's just my birthday party. There's loads of people here that could do it. Like, why am I doing it? Yeah. And I was like, pl changing up all the, like, the leads and stuff. And then as soon as I like got into the swing of it, I was like, I know why I'm doing this because I just love making the people that I love have a great time and choose the tunes. And I love music. Even though I'm not a muso, I'm not an expert. I've worked in like music broadcasts for 10 years, whatever. But like, I don't, I'm not snobby. I just like people like letting go. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, we always ask people to share the worst piece of advice they'd be giving because people love dispensing advice and giving it around and yeah. sometimes it's not for you so <laughs> you know and you, you know it's not what you need to hear so tell me about this <laughs> that's good advice in itself just remembering that by the way yeah just being like oh not everyone like, <laughs> has the right idea for me yeah. um but it's kind of similar to that and it's 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 to just to be you I think and to be me is not to play it safe mm-hmm I'm not just saying that for effect, like I actually can't, whenever I try and conform to like what I'm supposed to be doing, it, it just sort of falls apart. Like I can't, I can't do it. So like when I went to drama school, like I wanted to be an actor and it was really serious. And then I was like, can't really be anyone but myself. Mm. Oh, like what am I gonna <laughs> do? Um, but I think that like, it's even more serious now. Like there's this idea, there's this set path and it starts at school and that is the way to achieve in life. Like you get great grades and then you make all the right decisions to know how to have an like an achievable, successful adult life. And you'll get a mortgage and you'll have like the right partner and you'll just, all the decisions you make will be great. And I think that the school system currently, especially really sets us up for that. Mm. There's a huge academic pressure and I, and it scares me because like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like things might collapse at, at points and if you were to do it in like a map form, you know, like, or the, like a, a road form or a graph form, like life is like so higgledy-piggledy. Yeah. It's up and down and turn around and things are unexpected and you never know when you're gonna fall in love. Mm. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know when your heart's gonna break and that can happen for so many reasons, not just a romantic partner. Like you might experience grief, you know, all these things. So, there is no set way mm. there really isn't you can't look up to people and be like I want to have a life just like theirs or as long as I get that job like everything will be okay yeah because it just doesn't always work out like that um and that is okay like mm. it's not a sad realization it's actually really liberating and you just go well, this is kind of exciting because I don't really know what's going to happen yeah. so just gonna roll with it where do you think you would end off if you played it safe and oh my god I was thinking about this the other day like I was going to go to my local college and maybe study beauty mm -hmm. that feels so alien to me now because firstly like and when it comes to detail I'm rubbish and you have to be quite an intricate artist to be yeah. a beautician so I mean I've got chipped fingernails um and so I would have been rubbish yeah. so that would have been a problem <laughs> yeah um and I do remember thinking I'm definitely gonna end up staying in this small town like where I'm from mm. as long as like my boyfriend ends up being mine forever and he was terrible for me made me really sad mm. at that time my teenage boyfriend yeah I just I, I I think if I like played it safe I might have ended up sort of feeling quite quite not just not in the right in the right like world like mm. you know like 
I'm an explorer, like I'm I'm quite single minded. I I do what I want and I challenge myself and I'm an adventurer and I don't think if I'd played it safe and made sure that I got an A in my maths GCSE, which I don't think would have been even possible because I got an E, but I did get an A in, in English. So, you know, exactly. this is me, like, I'm yeah. yin yang. Um, yeah, definitely would have different hair too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Gemma. I just think that it's all really kind of joyful, inspiring advice. Thank People you. are gonna be jumping off the bus to work and ready to go. Yes. <laughs> And I, I, I know it's a shameless plug, but I, this is the one thing in life that I love to plug because yes. I love it. And it is my book, yeah. um, Open, a toolkit for how magic and messed up life can be. Mm. There's a paperback, which is half of the original called Open Your Heart, which is available, which is easier to lug around because <laughs> the original is a kilogram, but it does have a ribbon in it and a glitter glitter front. So it's worth checking out. But it is all of this advice. It's all yeah. these realizations that I came to. It's full color. It's hard. It's rough and tough. It's gritty, but it's also, just like super joyful and um i'm really proud of it so if you're interested in any of this bump and chat and stuff <laughs> and you want it in book form as a full index that you can like jump to the subject matter and there's a podcast series as well called open up so i just it's a pleasure to pass that on and then you become team open but it's always nice to chat i love chatting thank you Rihanna. <laughs> thanks for coming Gemma. cheers Thanks so much to Gemma for all her advice. As I said, I think it was really uplifting, joyful and realistic stuff that she put in there. And I hope you're able to carry some of it into your day today. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please do subscribe. Please rate us and review us if you're listening on iTunes. It really helps. We look forward to seeing you next week for more advice from women worth listening to. 